Hey friend, I'm Beth Ann Schwamberger, host of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. This show is all about brilliant women, just like you, who are growing their businesses in the margins. You're juggling nap time and work time, wiping up messes with writing blogs, and I don't believe you need big, impressive numbers or shiny accolades behind your name to be brilliant. This show is about realistic, doable strategies that will work for you and your business right where you are. Big and little wins are celebrated here, and every single one of my listeners is a big deal in my book. Grab your coffee, and maybe the laundry, and be encouraged by business mamas who'll make working in the margins just a little more fun. So today on the show, I'm so excited to have Amy Gabriel with me. She's been a guest before, but it's been several years since she's been on the podcast. And oh my goodness, she has just been growing so much. I mean, she was already crushing it several years ago, but you all are going to be just so excited to hear about her growth, to hear her business story. Her business is Lippy Clip, and she provides a super smart organizational tool for women so they don't have to dig around in their purses all the time. So Amy's going to dig into that, tell us more about her product, how she narrowed in on just this one brilliant product, and how she's grown her business over the past couple of years. So welcome to the show, Amy. Thanks so much. It's good to be back. So Amy, I'd love for you to start by telling us a little bit more about the invention of Lippy Clip, really. It's your signature product and the story of how you really narrowed in to become a business that is known for really just that one great product. Right. So when we first started, I know I mentioned this on the previous podcast we did, which was five years ago. It's so hard to believe that was five years ago. But I started this business to support our family while my husband finished graduate school. That was the sole goal of the business was just to get him through graduate school. And as time went on, I would add in new products. We did some personalized stuff for a while. We tinkered around in a lot of different things. But the Lippy Clip was what was always our bestseller. And so a few years ago, we made the decision to only do that. We fully branded everything as Lippy Clip and dropped all of our other products. And since we've done that, that has really been a strategic move for us. It's funny because we really do only sell one product, but there are hundreds of variations of that product at any given time. And that has helped us so much to grow, to consistently offer new styles and new patterns, to have new collections launching, to have our customers come back again and again. And I think too, because we sell a product that is at a very affordable price point that is considered an impulse buy, it's a super great giftable item. And so therefore we have customers that will come every holiday season and purchase, you know, 10, 12, 20, 25, 30, however many they need for all different kinds of people in their life, whether it's, you know, their team of people at work or their, all their children's teachers or the group of women they're in Bible study with. So that has helped us a lot to just, we just have become known as the place they come for the lippy clip when they need to buy group gifts or when they just want something new for themselves. I love that. So what I think a lot of people will be just so amazed by is, like you just mentioned, this is a really low priced product. And I don't say that in a bad way. Like you said, it's an impulse buy. It's super smart, super fun, but your products basically sell at retail anywhere from $8.50 up to $15 for a lippy clip. And FYI, anyone out there, I'm sure you've heard this before of you can't build a profitable business unless you've got these higher price products. 
Amy has a multi six figure business. And hopefully you're not embarrassed (laughs) by me saying that I'm just so excited for you. And you're just proof that you can make any clever, incredible product, you can make that a profitable business. You totally can. Yes, I would completely agree with that. You can take a $10 product and make it into a profitable business. So, and real quick, before we dig into some of the incredible ways that you've built your business, can you explain to someone who might be new to Lippy Clip and isn't quite sure exactly what this is, tell them about Lippy Clip. Sure. We like to say that the Lippy Clip is a simple yet clever product. It's something that you didn't know you needed, but now you can't live without it. The Lippy Clip is a very simple lip balm holder that clips onto your keyring or your purse hardware. It clips onto diaper bags. It clips onto backpacks. It clips on anywhere you choose. We have really sturdy hardware and really beautiful hardware too. And then we have hundreds of different designs, everything from solid colors to the trendy cactus or plaid or sunflowers or stripes. We have a Lux line, which is our high-end luxury vinyl. We have Lippy Clip Game Day in sports colors. We have some awareness and causes patterns. We're always releasing new stuff. And so new fall stuff is coming. We'll have a, a holiday line that comes out closer to Christmas. And so we always have seasonal stuff coming in. And then we have some of our evergreen too. So it is a product to save you time so that your lip balm is always within your reach. I love it. And I'm not the best at organization, so I can speak to the fact that (laughs) my lip balms or even, you know, lipsticks, all of that, if I just leave them to hang out in my purse without a lippy clip, they're gross. They're disgusting. They get like all those little crumb (laughs) pieces in the side. (laughs) It's like, it's not a pretty sight. Right. You know, that's funny because recently on social media, some different people, I can think of two different examples of people who posted a picture of all the lip balms that they found, like either in their bathroom drawer or at the bottom of their purse or whatever. So they'll post it and then people would start tagging us on social media and saying, you need a lippy clip, you need a lippy clip because it will save you time. So that always feels good to be the go-to person to be mentioned in those posts. Yeah, I love that so much. I mean, your business is known for this. You are the lippy clip and it's a registered trademark, right? Yes, it is. Love it. Yeah. So you're known for this one awesome, incredible thing and you've built this successful business with it. So I would love to hear more about some of the key ways that you've been growing your business over the last couple of years. Okay, sure. One of the biggest things that we've done that has served us so well has been to have a multi-platform mentality. And this was not done overnight. So if you're just starting out, don't think that you have to do everything all at once. But what has served us really well over the years is to have so many different sales channels. So those vary a lot for retail. They look like having a presence on wherever. My mentality is always, if somebody's going to go to a website and look for a lippy clip, I want them to be able to find it there. So for example, Etsy, we still maintain a presence on Etsy because we started there. Now we have our own store now, but we still maintain a presence on Etsy because several people five, six, seven years ago bought from us on Etsy. And so for us, uh, or for them rather, the lippy clip is... Etsy's where they go because that's where they bought their first one. So next time they go back to Etsy and look for Lippy Clip, I don't want their search to come up with nothing. 
So I always maintain a presence on Etsy. Now it may not bear full product line, but I do maintain a presence there because I want, if a customer is looking for us on Etsy, I want them to be able to find us on Etsy. Same is true for Amazon. We have a small collection of products available on Amazon because if a customer is shopping on Amazon and that is their platform of choice to shop on, I want them to be able to find that there. So each of these platforms, and there's several more for retail, but each of these platforms all are they're all different sales channels. They're all different revenue streams for us. And that's served us so well over the years because, for example, if one falls apart or suddenly stops performing well for us, then all of our eggs aren't in one basket and the business is not at risk. That has really served us well through economy going up and down and the roller coaster of retail and e-commerce. It's helped us a lot to know that we've got several sales channels that we can depend on for revenue. That makes a lot of sense. And again, because your product line is very streamlined. I mean, like you said, there's tons of patterns, there's tons of designs for, you know, anyone will find something they like. But at the same time, because what you create is so streamlined, yeah, you have that margin and that ability to just lift your product and put it up for sale basically in as many different places as we can. So Amy, I know recently you've been more intentional about getting press around your product and getting magazine features and things like that. Can you tell me a little bit more about that process and the impact that that's had on your business? Absolutely. I cannot take a whole lot of credit for it because I have a team member who does all of it for me and she's amazing. She's actually my sister, which is just such a joy to be able to work with her on a different, a different element than we've ever worked together before. I mean, obviously we've been sisters for, you know, many, many decades, but to be able to work with her on this has been really fun. She is a natural at PR. She doesn't have a degree in it. She was actually a teacher before she became a mom, but she is a natural at PR. She's very social, very friendly, and she absolutely loves it. So it is her baby, if you will. It is her domain in the business. It's her realm. It's just her part of the business. And she has taken it and ran with it and done such a good job. I mean, I do oversee all that she does. I guide her and instruct her into kind of what paths we want to seek after and what our media pitches should be. But she really does the day-to-day work of it. And that has been such a joy to me to watch her do that, to watch her enjoy it and watch her thrive with it. But it's also been a huge benefit to our business Back in April, we were featured in the Mother's Day gift guide of Us Weekly, wow. which was mm-hmm. a huge feature. That was our first media feature, and it was the biggest one. <laughs> and so it was. It led to a lot, obviously a lot of sales, but it also led to just gave us so much credibility, so much credibility, both on social media with our public retail followers, but also with our stores, our wholesale stores took that image of Us Weekly and shared it and said, hey, we have the Lippy Clip, which was just named in the Mother's Day gift guide of Us Weekly. We have that in our store. So if you want to come by this weekend and pick it up for your mom for Mother's Day, here you go. And that obviously led to a lot of reorders from the stores. So we were really excited to see that. And there have been other features too that have been really profitable for us. That was just our first one. And so that's one of the ones we're most proud of because it was our first launch into the PR world. Right. That is so exciting. I mean, wow. Like that's a huge feature. So a few questions there. One, as far as like the uptick in sales, I know obviously when you're getting traditional press like that, it's much harder to see that direct correlation or to track those metrics. But I'm sure, you know, you obviously saw the huge jump in your sales. 
Is there a percentage you could give to that of like, oh, okay, it gave us like a 50% sales boost for the next couple of weeks or something like that? It is really hard to track. I will say that the Shopify analytics that we use on our store at lippyclip.com are really helpful. So the the press for Us Weekly was actually a digital press. It wasn't in the print magazine. It was the digital press. So we could see those click-throughs that were coming from their blog post, which was very helpful. We got a lot of visitors. I think we've got a lot, a lot more lookers than we got sales. However, the first 24 to 48 hours after it went live, and then after we shared it on social media, it got a lot of shares, a lot from our stores, a lot from people who had been previous customers of ours. So those first 24 to 48 hours, we did see probably a 50 to 75% increase in sales just for those two days. And then it kind of tapered off, but the social media posts continued to do really well. And so for our wholesale orders, those continued to come in for the following week or two. Okay. And yeah, just like you said, I mean, it's kind of like this asset that you have for your business now that just gives you that credibility boost. Yeah. I mean, it's just another piece of collateral, I feel like, in our business. Just like you have, you know, good branding and you have your logo and you have really good photography and your product packaging. Now we have these media features part of our website that says all the places we've been featured or the people we've collaborated with. And so it's just this yeah, it's just one more tool in our in our workshop that we can say we've we've done this and it's worked really well for us. So I know you mentioned that your sister is the gifted team member who works on securing press for Libby Clip, but do you have any best practices, tips on how to reach out, how to get featured? I think what she's done that has been most successful is she is very warm and friendly. She gets very specific in her emails to these magazine editors. You know, of course, uses their first name. It's not a canned email. She uses the magazine name. She uses the type of product that they're searching for. Say it's Mother's Day gift guide. She'll use those terms. So she makes sure that it feels personal to them. Even if there is some some canned language or some language that we use in every email, of course, we use the same language about our own product just for brand consistency. But she makes it very personal. She's very good at follow-up. I will say most of the time she doesn't hear back on the first response. Follow-up is very, very important. So she's very good at that. She's a very thorough person. She's an Enneagram one. She's just really good and scheduled and just stays on top of things. And sometimes I let things fall through the cracks. Just that's my personality. I mean, not business stuff. If you order, I promise I'll ship it. Like that's not for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but sometimes I'm just not as as detail oriented as she is. I'm more visionary. I'm more long-term goal oriented. And she's a lot more just everything that has to be done that day. And her to-do list is perfectly crossed off at the end of every day, I think. <laughs> but I would say for sure, the warmness and the personality that comes with the initial email is very important. And then following up is I would say the majority of her responses do not come on that first email. Right. That's so key. And like you said, just being organized. You know, what's funny, my sister-in-law, Abby, she's also an Enneagram one. (laughs) And I am always Uh the same thing. It's like I'm blown away by her level of organization, (laughs) the way she stays on top of her to-do list. It's like, I need to find a one to have on my team, I think. I need more ones in my life. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Okay, so another way that you've grown your business over the last couple of years has been through wholesale, which 
I got to tell you, even I was a little skeptical of, okay, for this product that retails for like $8.50 up to $15 each, how in the world do you make then wholesale work for you? That's a really good question. We make wholesale work in a lot of ways. The first one I would say is that we have minimum orders on our wholesale orders. So a customer cannot come in and just spend $25, $30 on wholesale. That's not a wholesale order. They have to hit those order minimums. So that helps because when you're shipping, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 items will go in a box. So it's in some ways it's easier to ship wholesale because I can pick and pack those orders a lot quicker and get them all in one box as opposed to shipping 20 Liffy Clips in 20 different boxes. So that's one way is that the minimum order. The second way is that we still, and I think I mentioned this on the first podcast, but we still order all of our supplies in bulk. And so when we order, when we have a new lippy clip come out, you probably will only see one or you may only order one as a retail customer, but behind that one, there may be 50 to 100 other ones identical to it. So ordering and producing in bulk helps us to keep our cost of goods cost down so that we have that margin within our wholesale pricing to still be profitable on wholesale. I always tell people that if you're not priced right for retail, you cannot be successful at wholesale. So if you're trying to do wholesale, but your retail pricing is not making you enough money, then you need to go back and revamp your pricing and make sure that your retail pricing is where you need it to be so that your wholesale pricing can still be profitable. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So have you had to raise your price a good bit over the last few years or no? Because I I feel like you're just so smart. You kind of knew this (laughs) from the beginning. We did. So when we first started, I do feel like we were cheaper on Etsy. I know we were cheaper on Etsy. So for example, our signature lippy clip is $9.99. That's what it sells for on our website. That's what we tell our retailers to sell it for. Most of them sell it at that price. Some of them sell it a little bit more depending on their customer clientele and their customer base. When we started on Etsy, I think we were closer to the $7.99 mark, but we have slowly raised that over the years. And so it's $9.99. If you order over a certain amount in our shop, you do get free shipping so that a lot of customers will order, you know, four or five at one time to get that free shipping. So that helps, that helps them too. And it helps raise the overall retail price of our orders. But we did, but we, we did and we didn't. I think we raised our prices before wholesale really exploded for us. So we were ready for it, which was, I don't think I can take credit for that. It just happened that way. And I was grateful that we had our retail pricing already structured correctly so that we could be profitable with wholesale. Gotcha. And so I know with wholesale, now I see right on your main website, there's a wholesale option there and people can apply for wholesale, but you're also on some other sites where people can discover your product and order wholesale there too, right? Yes. So talk to me about some of the other websites where you're available for wholesale and how that has worked out for you. Okay. So one of those websites that we are selling on at wholesale is called Tundra and it's a fairly new website, but it has really been good to us. It is a place where you can go. If you own a store, you have to submit your, I think it's your, your business license or your tax ID. They'll tell you all the paperwork you have to submit in order to be approved to shop there. But they provide, it's, it's almost like an Etsy for store owners. And so they shop at wholesale prices. Those orders come directly to me and then I package them up and ship them and Tundra handles all of the payments. 
which it's been a big blessing to us, just like with retail, where we have a presence on Amazon and Etsy, as well as our Shopify store. We've taken the same approach to wholesale. So we do have wholesale on our own site where customers can apply for wholesale access and they kind of get to come in the back door of our Shopify store and shop wholesale there. But we also sell on Tundra, which has helped us to gain new buyers to get new eyes on our product that we may not have found those buyers. Otherwise, those buyers may not have known about the Lippy Clip or may never have come to our site and opened an account, but they opened an account with Tundra. And while they were shopping on Tundra, they found us. Right. I noticed too, uh, when I went to Tundra, and I've actually been to their site a couple of times, and your Lippy Clip is almost always on the front page. Is that because you're more popular there or is there, you're not like paying for an advertising spot, right? No, I'm not paying for advertising at all. They've been very good to us. We love Tundra and we love the people there and and their team. They have just been very kind to our business. And so they put us on the homepage. And so that has led to a lot of orders. We get consistent orders every week, sometimes every day from Tundra. We did not pay for any paid advertising and they also do social media ads. So I didn't see them initially, but several of my friends saw their ads. Several of my friends who are store owners saw their ads and sent them to me on Facebook or tagged me in them. So they did a lot of advertising with our Lippy Clip photos that also generated several new wholesale orders. Wow, that's really neat. So then you get the wholesale order. Now those those retailers who are ordering from you wholesale, are they brick and mortar retailers? Or can they be online only retailers as well? The majority for Tundra are brick and mortar. When you get the order on my end, the packing slip will tell me if it's an online only boutique or if it's a brick and mortar store. I don't know how they know. I guess they ask when the store owner applies or maybe they do some research on Google to see if the store is brick and mortar or online only. But as far as I can tell, Tundra allows both types of stores to purchase there. Okay, I see. And you mentioned too that there's not a fee for you to have your product listed there to be available for wholesale orders. That's correct. And I know that because I've been chatting with Tundra, they're actually sponsoring this episode. (laughs) And they let me know that there's not a fee for the retailers who are wanting to buy on Tundra either. I mean, obviously you're paying for those products that you're ordering wholesale, but you're not paying any sort of like membership fee or anything like that to get access to all of these awesome products that you can order at wholesale. Right. Yeah. They're a new platform and I think they're doing a great job. They're really organized. And like I said, their support team has been really friendly. I'm just, I'm a seller there. I'm not a buyer, so I can't speak to how the buyer experience is. But as a seller, I see nothing but good things ahead for this platform. Love to hear that. And I actually want to mention to everyone listening. So first off, if you're like Amy and you have an awesome product that you want to expand your wholesale reach with, consider tundra.com for that. You can sign up to sell your amazing product there. And second, if you're a retailer and you are looking for more awesome products to add to your shop, like Amy's Lippy Clip, I mean, it's so cute. It's so fun. Tundra actually has a special offer for everyone listening. They are giving $50 off your first wholesale order when you sign up. This is kind of blowing my mind. Like, wait a second, what? I could order products wholesale, but I'm going to get $50 off. The link for that is go.tundra.com forward slash BBM. So I did want to mention that. 
But yeah, they sound, it's so good to hear that you've had such an awesome experience with them and they've expanded your wholesale reach because yeah, just the interaction I've had with them for this podcast was so great too. Like you said, they just seem like really great people. They care about their customers. They care about their wholesalers. So that's really neat. Okay, so here's what I'm curious about. I know you, obviously, you've got your own store and you've got that wholesale option on your own store as well as on other great wholesale platforms. But let's say I'm just an Etsy seller. I finally figured out my pricing. I've streamlined my creation process so that now I'm ready to expand into wholesale. Do you have any tips or recommendations for how that Etsy seller could find those wholesale platforms and get started with their wholesale business? Absolutely. I think there's several options here. First of all, one thing I would recommend is to start looking at stores that you know and love, maybe stores in your own community that you personally shop at and start reaching out to those store owners. There is no shame in Etsy at all. I love Etsy. I'm still there. I'm still a huge fan of Etsy. So there is no shame at all in telling a store owner you have an Etsy shop. You can set up a 50% off coupon code or whatever your percentage off is and they can go shop in your Etsy store and get wholesale pricing there. That would be one option to do. Another option would obviously be to apply to Tundra, like we talked about. Another option is to connect at large with store owners. And one thing that I found really successful with this is a Facebook group called the Boutique Hub. It's H-U-B Hub. They have a website called the Boutique Hub, and it is a paid monthly membership And you get access to their Facebook group, which is full of thousands of boutique owners who are constantly looking for new products for their shop. And so a monthly membership with the Boutique Hub will enable you to post in these groups, to share your product with them, to comment on posts when they say, for example, let's say a boutique owner posts, I am having an event, it's cactus themed, we're we're planting plants, we're planting these succulent little cute little cactuses, and I'm wanting some cactus swag, some cactus products to sell or to give away at this event. And so for me, I would say, oh, well, we have an aqua cactus lippy clip that would be perfect for you. And she says, great, I want to order a hundred or however many she wants to order. So those are really great opportunities to connect with store owners. I was going to say face-to-face. It's not really face-to-face. It's Facebook to Facebook. It's, you know, screen to screen, I guess, but it's really a great opportunity to connect with those store owners personally and build your relationships with them. And I love the Boutique Hub. I've been a member there for over two years. Yes, two years this month. And it has so many of our stores come from the Boutique Hub and come from me interacting in that Facebook group on a regular basis and just building those personal relationships with those store owners. I love that. That's such great advice. And I mean, can't we all just agree? So you've talked about relationships as far as your sister being incredible at being friendly, being personal, building personable, (laughs) I should say, building those relationships to get press for you guys. You're building those relationships with wholesale platforms. You're building those relationships with boutique owners. Friends, if you are listening, and I have to say, it took me a long time. I'm kind of stubborn. I'm pretty independent. So like the fact that building a successful business relies a lot on building relationships, it used to really bother me. And I kind of, <laughs> I kind of didn't want to accept that. But it is so true. I mean, it doesn't even matter like your sales mechanism or the way that you market. All of it relies on successfully building relationships. I 100% agree with that. So on that same note, one of the things I recently started doing is when someone places a new wholesale order with us, 
if I have their phone number, which most of the time I do, I send them a text when it ships. And I just say, sometimes I call them. If they've called me about the order, I will call them back or I'll text them and I'll say, I just wanted to let you know that your order is shipping today. I hope you enjoy it. It's scheduled to arrive, you know, Thursday or Friday, whenever it's supposed to arrive and just really make it personal. That has helped us a lot. It's helped people feel like they're, it makes them feel they're valued and they are valued, not just feel like they're valued. They are valued. It helps them know that their business is important to me and to my business and that I want a relationship with them, that I want more than just a screen relationship with them. I want more than to be just a name in their email inbox. I want there to be a personal connection. I recently changed my email signature to have my picture in it. That was pretty bold for me because I don't do that a lot. But I recently took one of my headshot photos and made it into an email footer for both me and for my sister who's sending out PR emails. And for so many people who get those emails to see that there is a face and a real person behind that email name, it makes the connection so much stronger and so much deeper. And that's really important to me to make sure that people know that I value you. I'm smiling at you through this email and I hope you're smiling back. I love that so much. Okay, so related to that personal touch with your wholesale clients, do you have a schedule where maybe you're texting or emailing to check in? Or let's say what happens if if someone orders and then it's been a while and you're kind of wondering, okay, why hasn't there been a repeat order? Is everything okay? Are you reaching out at those points to kind of see how you can improve that process? Yes and no. I have these big goals that we will have a streamlined outreach process. But to be completely honest, Beth Ann, we are so busy with wholesale orders and with retail orders too. We are so busy with orders that I don't do a whole lot of outreach just because we are maxed out at our shipping capacity right now with our orders. That being said, we are getting help with shipping so that we can ship orders faster so that things can be more streamlined and so that we can do more outreach to these stores that ordered once or ordered twice and haven't ordered in six months and find out why not. Was it not a good fit for your store? Was the price point too high? Did you not like the packaging? Or maybe you just forgot. I find a lot of times that store owners, they had our product back in the spring, it sold out, and then they put something else on the shelf in that place and they just forgot that they had the lippy clip there. We're all busy people and we all forget things. And so it's not their fault and I don't take it personally at all, but I want to help them remember, oh yes, we had the Lippy Clip and it sold really well. We should order more of those. So we do standard email outreach often. We send emails to our wholesale list on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, letting them know what's new in the shop and what any specials are. But individual outreach, I do want to improve on that. I don't have a great plan for it right now, but I want to get better at it. Well, and what a good problem to have, right? I mean, that you're overwhelmed (laughs) with orders. You're basically like, Bethann, I'm already, (laughs) I don't need to reach out. I have so many orders coming in. But yeah, I mean, I know obviously you're such a, you care so much about people. And so, I mean, that's great to, yeah, (laughs) be building that in. Well, and honestly, Amy, I'm so impressed that you are regularly emailing those wholesale customers. I mean, I wouldn't have thought to do that. To just have that email list of your wholesale clients and be letting them know we've got new products out. Just staying top of mind in that way is so smart. And I think something that a lot of us would forget to do. 
Yeah, it is so important. I was actually listening to one of your podcasts, Beth Ann, with Annie Quigley, and you guys were talking about Instagram stories and how, you know, maybe only 200 or 300 people will see them, but it's a different 200 or 300 people each day. And so over the course of a week, maybe you've got 1500 people who saw your stories. And I was thinking about that and I kind of translated that same message to email. And so our email open rates are, you know, they're just standard. They're not 80% or anything, you know, super impressive, but it's always different people. And so if I send those emails every week, I usually send them on Mondays because Mondays is a big buying day for wholesale. I've been told it's because they have all their money from the weekend sales, but typically Monday is a really good day to do some wholesale marketing because that's when a lot of the buyers are ready to buy. That's just been my experience. I don't, I don't have any data. I just, that's how most of our wholesale sales come in on Mondays. And so for that reason, I send out wholesale emails on Mondays, but you know, if one person opens it next week, they may not open it again for another four weeks, which is just a really good reminder for all of us that you have to say your message more than once. You have to remind your audience who you are and how you can help them. And that is so important for all of us to remember as marketers. That's so true. Consistency is key. Like you just said, sharing your message of who you are and how you can help over and over and over again is also key. Well, Amy, this has been so wonderful. I love just the different ways you've grown your business. It's very different than a lot of my guests, which is so fun. I mean, I always find it so encouraging to learn new ways to build your business, right? Because there's not just a one-size-fits-all business growth strategy. There are so many different opportunities out there. And it's just been so much fun watching you grow over the last five years. As we wrap up, do you have either a funny or an adorable mom moment to share? Sure, I'll share a mom moment. So my kids are older than, obviously they're older than they were five years ago when I was on the podcast before, but they're they're older than the adorable ages. So my <laughs> children are 10 and 11. They're in fifth and sixth grade at school. But my daughter, the 10-year-old, she loves it when we get new styles in. So sometimes I'll pick her up from school and I'll say, guess what? I got a box at home. It's full of new lippy clip styles. Now they're not, they're not finished because they all have to get cut and sewn and packaged and all that, but she can just look at them and see the patterns and she gets home and she just runs and opens the box and then she organizes them. And it is so cute how she organizes them, but she will organize them on the left is the ones she likes the most. And then it goes down the spectrum and on the right is the one she likes the least. (laughs) And she picks out her favorites. And then she hands me her favorite and says, I need this one for my backpack. (laughs) I have to always make up a sample for her to put on her backpack. (laughs) But it is the cutest thing. And I just, I love to watch. And sometimes I try to predict before she gets home, what, what order will she put them in? Which ones will she pick as her favorites? but it's really cute. And it's just fun to see her excitement about the new stuff that's coming. That is really cute. She's like your biggest fan. She is. Well, thank you again, Amy. And can you remind everyone where's the best place for them to find you online? Sure. Our website is lippyclip.com. It's L-I-P-P-Y-C-L-I-P. And we are lippyclip on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, anywhere else online too. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bethann.